This is Blackstone Joe, and you're listening to Slick Talk. If I say I'm an oil man, you will agree. Hello and welcome to episode 107. This one is titled Landslide. We're taking a look at a newsletter that was published back in 2004, written by Jim Stark, founder of Blackstone Laboratories. Oil analysis is all about tracking change, and Jim knew that better than anybody. So in this newsletter, he lends a meaningful illustration of a landslide and how that mirrors what can happen to an engine when you don't pay attention to what's going on inside. So later on, I'll be featuring a reading of that newsletter because I think it will be a helpful explanation to many of you, but also it's an opportunity for you to learn more about Jim. You know, I started at Blackstone Laboratories back in 2017, a couple years after Jim had passed away. So unfortunately, I never got to meet him, but I'm able to learn his voice and his style by way of the writing that he left behind. So later on, we'll be featuring a reading as I think that you'll be interested in hearing his explanations and how much of that carries to the report writing that we're producing every day. Not only will oil analysis tell you about the change happening in your engine, there's also change happening here at the lab. This change mainly comes as a response to the fact that our business is growing. Business has always been growing here at Blackstone, but it's been at an unprecedented rate this past year. It's led to longer lead times, and hence the reason for your turnaround time going from what used to be about a week regularly to almost three to four weeks. However, we're doing everything we can to counter that by way of adding a new lab, staff to work it, equipment, improving our operating procedures, anything we can do to send the data to you as quickly as we can. But while we do everything we can to improve our turnaround time, you can count on us never sacrificing quality for quantity. In order to keep our reports the best they can be, the turnaround times will be rather lengthy while we acclimate staff to the lab and install new equipment, get the lab up and running, doing everything we can. However, the report will remain as good as we can make it. And we appreciate your business as well as your patience while we work to accommodate the increased demand, which is something to celebrate. It's a reflection of more people learning about oil analysis and putting it to good use. When you consider the fact that oil analysis applies from everything to a hydraulic system in a factory to an airplane that's in the air, the range is wide as far as the demand and where it can come from, but also keep in mind that when we are training new report writers, we are acclimating them to this wide world as well. And we never want someone to write a report who is not prepared to talk about the vast array of topics. So it takes time. However, we're excited to meet that demand and also thankful for the business that keeps on rolling in from the owners that are carefully maintaining the cars, trucks, boats, planes, whatever it may be, and we're happy to help. If you've been a longtime customer, one change you'll notice on your reports this year is an added digit to the lab number. That right there is a reflection of how many reports we're producing. In the past, it's been a letter plus five digits. That letter represents a series. So you could be a customer as far back as the A series. 
Well now, as we venture into the S series in this new year, we have six digits next to that number. So if you've been a longtime customer, you might think that looks like a typo because there's one more number than usual. No, that just means that instead of 100,000 lab numbers per series, it's up to a million now. We're expanding our unit of measure, but again, in the process, we will not be reducing the quality of the report. We merely will be sending out even more. And as we do so, we want to keep you posted on the changes around the lab, the construction of the new lab, something to keep an eye on in our social media that we'll put the spotlight on as we work to accommodate all the demand that's been rolling in. And now I have a brief Q&A segment. I had a couple questions come in this past week, and I think the answers will be useful to many of you, especially if you're new to oil analysis, you're new to ordering kits from Blackstone. This will be useful information. So the first is relating to the sample bottle and how much you need in that bottle in order for us to run a standard analysis. I think most people assume that you need to fill the bottle up, and that is correct. However, if you're brand new, you might not know that we are calling for an entire bottle to be filled up when you send in that sample. At three and a half ounces, it's slightly more than we need, but again, the keyword there is slightly. So what we're doing here is looking for a little margin for error, either by way of, you know, say if the sample spills during transit, or there's some issue during the unpacking procedure or during the lab testing. But again, fill the bottle up all the way because that is what we're going to need to safely run all of the tests and hopefully have a little bit left over just in case there's a result we want to take another look at or again, accommodate Murphy. You know, the Murphy that can show up at any point in time. We all know Murphy. We want to watch out for Murphy's Law just like you do. So that's the reason for there being a little extra volume in the container than what we're going to need. However, Fill that sample bottle up that will ensure we're able to run everything from the spectral exam to the flashpoint, viscosity, and solubles. And of course, if you have added testing like a TBN, we want the sample bottle filled up all the way. Now, another question that I'm sure some of you have asked, if you've ever received two of our kits in the mail at the same time, that is on purpose in the sense that we are looking to send you a bottle to use for your oil change and one for you to save for the next oil change. Some folks assume that you need to fill up both bottles that arrive in the mail in order for us to run one analysis. Fortunately, that's not the case. Again, you only need three and a half ounces in the sample bottle for us to run the testing. So don't feel like you need to fill out both kits, both bottles. You only need to send us one back. We're sending you one extra for you to have when you're ready to do your following oil change. And this also leads me to bulk purchasing, uh, just because I think some people don't know that we offer a bulk discount program. And I wanna let people know that if that's something you're interested in, prepaying for kits and then having credit on your account. Say if you pre-buy six analyses in order to have that discount kick in, that doesn't mean you need to send in all six at once. If you're interested in our pre-buy discount, what you can do is prepay for a certain amount of samples and then have that credit on your account. We'll send you the kits and you just hold on to them until you need them. So again, it's okay if you hang on to a kit for a while, you send it when you're ready. And if you prepay, that bulk pricing is available to you whenever you're ready to use it. And now back to Jim. I think when you'll hear Jim's words here in just a moment, uh, you'll find that it doesn't take long to understand why our report style is what it is. That being approachable, 
relatable, but also informative. And now for a reading of Spotlight on Landslide by Jim Stark. Imagine the awesome event of a landslide. There's no doubt it's a brutal force of nature. If you're unfortunate enough to be caught in one, you might not survive. A landslide is gravity pulling terra firma down a slope with such force that it takes all things, natural and man-made, with it. The very earth that supports us unmoors from its surroundings, changes shape, and becomes destructive. While it may not be obvious at first glance, this landslide can help us understand oil analysis. Back to your mental image of the landslide. It starts off with a few pebbles rolling down a hill. Those pebbles strike others and the dirt slide gains momentum. The process escalates and the mass of the movement increases. Larger rocks and patches of earth are dislodged and the process continues until the whole hillside is involved, taking trees, boulders, and anything else in the way. Now stop. Take a mental picture of the landslide in full force. Step back and look at the frozen picture. Everything on the hillside that started off peacefully and at rest is in the process of roaring toward the bottom of the slope. If you look at your picture of the landslide from afar, you'd see a cloud of dust and dirt at the front edge of the sliding mass and lingering far behind it. The dust cloud itself would actually hide much of the larger detail of rocks and trees crashing along the slope. Without looking at the larger debris contained in the mass, could you determine the makeup and extent of the landslide from the dust cloud alone? For the most part, you could, and that's how oil analysis works. One of the limitations to oil analysis is that we can only tell you about the wear metals that we can see with the spectrometer, which are between about 1 and 15 microns in size. How big is a micron? One millionth of a meter. One inch contains 25,400 microns. The period in this sentence is about 615 microns. If you have a mechanical problem with your engine, the oil filter should collect the larger metallic particles, usually those larger than 40 microns. Those are the boulders in the landslide. There is also a wide range of rocks and stones present in the landslide that don't become airborne. They still ride the slide to the bottom of the hill, but they don't hang suspended in the dirt cloud. These are the particles that fall out of suspension and don't make it to the lab with your oil sample. Then there's the dust cloud. We compare the dust we see in an oil sample to what is average for a particular type of engine, transmission, differential, etc. We expect all mechanical machines to produce wear in the course of normal operation, but there is normal wear and there's abnormal wear. When we find abnormal wear in your quote-unquote dust cloud, we may be looking at a potential landslide in your engine. Fortunately, we don't have to wait for a landslide to occur before we can determine what's going on in your engine. While the dust cloud accompanying the slide is a one-time occurrence, we can repeatedly analyze the oil from your engine and see trends developing. One snapshot gives you a look at whether the dust we find appears normal or abnormal. 
but a series of snapshots gives us a clearer image of the condition of the engine. By trending the results from one oil change to the next, we can see whether the dust cloud is growing or subsiding. If it's growing, eventually there will be boulders and you'll need to take action to save the engine. Occasionally, we're asked about the dust. How much is too much? In other words, when someone has a particular metal that's reading high, they often want to know how high it needs to be before they really start to worry. The answer is, there is no single answer. Lots of things affect the amount of wear we find, the type of engine it is, how it's driven, and what conditions it's operated in. What's more important than the level of wear is the wear trend that's developing. Someone who routinely races a Subaru 2.5 engine in Las Vegas is probably going to find higher wear on a routine basis than a person who uses the same engine to go to work in the grocery store in Minnesota. If the racer's wear is always high, and it always reads at about the same high levels from sample to sample, we'd probably consider it normal for that particular engine. If the grocery store engine was producing low, steady wear, and then wear suddenly jumped to the racer's levels, we'd worry. That's why it's important to establish wear trends for your particular vehicle, and why we can't always say, okay, when iron gets to X level, it's a definite problem. Avoiding the full-on catastrophic landslide is not hard to do if you practice routine oil analysis. To keep the boulders and trees out of your engine, pay attention to what you find when you change the oil or have it changed. Some metals are normal in new engines, but once past 10,000 or 15,000 miles, you should not be normally finding any metals that you can see. If you do find metal, it's probably not too late to stop the slide, but it's better to avoid it in the first place, if you can, through the trend analysis of your engine's wear. Well, I hope you all enjoyed a reading of Landslide by Jim. When explaining oil analysis and the problems it can find, it's hard not to revert back to a blood test. But if we want to stray from the medical field and make it more relatable, lend some imagery that can help make it real to you, then that's all the better. That's what I think Jim accomplished in this newsletter, as well as what we all try to do here every day, is not only provide the data, but also put a picture in your head of what these numbers can mean in a real-world sense, letting you pursue real-world maintenance that helps keep your engine going. That's really what it's all about when it comes to Blackstone Laboratories and our one-of-a-kind report. Before I let you go, I just want to thank all of our customers again for your patience while we navigate these wait times and improve our operating procedure. We're working hard, and we appreciate you sticking with us as we navigate these changes. And as always, if you have any questions you'd like us to feature on this show, don't hesitate to drop us a line. Our voicemail box is 614-407-6169. And if you've liked what you've heard today, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome to 2024. We're glad you're with us. This is Blackstone Joe signing off. The Slick Talk Podcast is powered by Blackstone Laboratories, 
If you're ready to start your oil analysis journey, visit blackstone-labs.com to order your free test kit.